Hey, this is me. The real me. My name is Val. If you don't know me and this is the first time, thank you. And welcome. If you already know me, welcome back. Being vulnerable. As a superpower instead of a weakness, I hope we can change the meaning of being vulnerable because it's so powerful. I started this podcast and writing my thoughts because I wanted to create perspective. And as the name of my podcast, Questioning, says, question everything about me in order to understand the current relationship I have with others, the world, and consequently myself. <sighs> the hardest part of my journey with self-development and acceptance has been finding myself comfortable with being vulnerable. Imagine a reality where you just can express who you are, can express what you feel, what's inside of you. We've been wired to think in a way that if we are vulnerable, therefore we are weak. And I think it's delusional how much as a society we keep associating vulnerability with a lack of manhood or strength. And it feels even odd to me, thinking when I did it, I judge myself and other people for being too sensitive or not realistic about life. And if being realistic means having an extremely dark humor and a sarcastic mindset about how hypercritical this world and society can be, I'd rather be in the hypersensitive and vulnerable person I am right now because I feel stronger and more resilient being like this even if it sounds like a little paradox or a contradiction. In the end, reality is a very subjective topic and your reality might be completely different from mine and that does not mean that it's good or bad, it means it's yours. I think this world is already very painful because part of our life has been about pretending to be stronger than we really are, as if being weak sometimes is something bad. We give adjective to things so easily and being really vulnerable and I use the adjective real because I realized in my path that I have used being vulnerable incorrectly and I think the whole point of this podcast will be about the question of what is vulnerability? should be the starting point because I have fallen into manipulative dynamics before and I want to admit this in order to talk about what real vulnerability looks like and how powerful it is once you really discover it. Especially because at the moment I feel really vulnerable with my content. I had to admit that I was playing a lot of roles to be liked under the shame of not feeling connected or maybe being rejected by the person I wanted to love me. I was tired of pretending to be someone I am not because I needed to survive the same dynamic over and over again from when I was a kid. A dynamic where I believed that I was just not good enough. And admitting this meant first experiencing one of the most incredible and liberating moments in my life with being vulnerable. And second, the beginning of one of the most real and hard journeys I have embarked myself on. Brené Brown, one of my favorite authors, 
she dedicated part of her life to investigate human relations and she's a storyteller. She collects the stories about human behavior and specializes in analyzing why vulnerability is a superpower and not a weakness. She said something that I really love and uh, I'm going to quote it because I think it's 100% worth it. She said, vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. And especially this month, June, the Pride Month, the month of celebrating love, I would like to say that for me, vulnerability has no gender, nor good or bad connotation. It's a state of being that ensures we can show ourselves exactly the way we truly are. Honestly, this is one of the most powerful and fulfilling things about the human experience. So yeah, I decided I am a pussy and I love it because ah, I can feel it all. I can feel a lot of pain, joy, sadness, anger, fear. And you know what's the best part? I don't have to apologize for it. Not anymore. Instead, I can accept whoever I am and that's how I can use this as my superpower. Having the ability to connect with people because we are neurobiologically wired to feel connected. Understanding the meaning of the shame I had and what's really underneath my belief that I am just not worthy of love and belonging. And I think that act of transcending and personal growth through adopting a sense of courage by being vulnerable. Because being vulnerable encompasses the act of being courageous. There's another quote <laughs> that I love. You know, I'm like the quote girl, but I think these ones that I found and the ones that I've been saving on my notes for years express so good what I want to say. And I would like to talk to you a little bit about the word courage, because according to Brene Brown investigation, the root of the word courage is core, the Latin word for heart, in one of its earliest forms. And the word courage meant to speak one's mind by telling all one's heart, which means that courage is a hard word. Be brave, love hard. <laughs> oh, man, this quote. I am obsessed with people that are obsessed with making this life an easier path to walk in. Really? With the same train of thoughts, I would like to say that vulnerability is not something you can really, like, practice. I think it's something you embrace, and that's my perspective. I wanted to share my experience with embracing vulnerability and some things that I think might be helpful if you are struggling with it right now. Take these as a friendly and easy guide to maybe change the way you think about it because for some people, being vulnerable means losing control and power over things. And I think it's totally opposite. And I'm going to explain you why. Ask yourself real questions and become your own master. It might be challenging once you realize all the things that hurt or trigger you, 
but it is not easy admitting that we are scared of being rejected or judged by the ones we love the most. It's never easy to go out of that trap of fearfulness around personal relationships and even the relationship we've established with ourselves. Eastern psychology, and this is something I love, and particularly is one of my favorites, it's, I like it more than Western psychology, to be honest, establishes a distinction between the real self and the mere self. The mere self is subjected to change and destruction. The real self is not. The Bhagavad Gita, which is one of my favorite books, and one of the pillars of Esther psychology, takes you on a journey where you can see the different aspects of the process of self-transformation. And I have been in so many types of therapy to know that by asking ourselves the right questions and creating the space and the practices to understand how we feel around being vulnerable can make us become whole little by little. These questions integrate and put together who we are and we can observe all the possible hindrances while we keep navigating and attain to a new state of tranquility. It goes beyond asking things like, who am I and what am I doing here? Because we need to embrace the fact that answering this question might always change because we are naturally transformative beings and living different cycles of our own evolution means we need to be constantly sincere about our reason to obtain knowledge and consciousness so we can make sense of our existence. I am still trying to become my own master because even if I know conceptually, I don't like to be rejected or judged. Nevertheless, the spiritual practice made me accept judgment and rejection as a natural flow in human relationships. This does not mean that pain is out of my life. I think the main difference is that I am no longer scared to feel that pain or deal with the most mundane expression. It is what it is. <laughs> a matter of fact, your real self or center of your consciousness, it's eternal and it's infinite, whereas our body is constantly changing. So in order to ask the right questions and to become your own master, the master of your own body, your own self. You need to organize your life, channel your feelings, understanding your feelings, open yourself to an adventure of self-discovery. Transform that rejection and judgment into creative energy. Open space to accept yourself. Train your mind like you train your body. And once you master that internal state, you can really connect with that reality where being vulnerable, it's more than a necessity. It's like something that you just have in your life and you just embrace. Also an important thing, well, and this is very much my perspective, but you need to recognize with who you can be vulnerable with. You can't control this all the time, but it will be very good if you can, like, you know, recognize who is worth it. I think I would like to open with everyone. <laughs> this is something that my therapist told me that might not be a good thing, but every time I think about the conversation I have with her, I remember a quote from Leiter. I think I've talked about Young Pueblo so many times in this podcast, and I promise this is not advertising, but he wrote something that is so magical about love, and I think it comes along with his idea of being vulnerable. He said that love 
has many synonyms, including mental clarity, compassion, selflessness, flexibility, attention, acceptance, and understanding. It is so powerful because it is simultaneously hardly and elastic, like water. A person can be in love and also unprepared to care for that love. Or can feel love for another, but also have a variety of attachments that block their appreciation for the amazing connection that is right in front of them. Sometimes, finding that person with whom we can feel safe will take different rhythms and challenges for each one of us. Some might be blessed enough to find a partner, some might be lucky enough to have all their family together. For some of us, might be finding the right therapist, thanks yourself if you ever listen to this or the right holistic practice. Thanks, yoga. <laughs> Because life pushes us to embrace solace, sometimes. And this is just my experience. What we all have in common, and this is me hoping you eventually do it, is the need to become self-aware. Because with that, we can choose love instead of fear of loving. We can choose to open ourselves instead of hiding into this vague bravery. That is not bravery, but it's our incapacity of showing our feelings and being vulnerable. So consequently, when we are choosing these, we are taking a leap of faith. And we're opening to be vulnerable. Every path is different, but the greatest gift you can give to a partner, and not just a romantically partner, but any type, is helping yourself to take small steps toward being open with your fears. Because that's your own commitment to healing. And that's what we want to give someone in a relationship. Any type of relationship. That's what's going to take us to embrace vulnerability. Like I just said a couple of minutes ago. So do it. Do it. Embrace vulnerability. Because but you might not think about this when you think about me. Because everyone thinks that I am very vulnerable. But. It was extremely scary for me the first time I really opened my... But if I didn't share my struggles and my need and allow myself to be seen and heard, I would have never get to the point of knowing intrinsically that there is absolutely nothing wrong with my vulnerability, with my things, with my trauma, with the things I have to heal. And there's nothing wrong about having open processes that I am still working on. I am a crying baby, honestly. I am a very hypersensitive person. I feel too much. I love too much. I am very expressive. I talk too much. And I get excited for silly things. Every time I embrace that, it's just the way of experience life and what life means to me. Because I am allowing myself being vulnerable and immediately people can experience my most genuine and authentic self. And that's a gift. You are a gift. There was always the possibility that the other person didn't like me. But the more you embrace who you are, the more you start letting people go and come because someone that makes you feel like being you is not a burden deserves 100% you be vulnerable with them. Otherwise, they have no place in your life. So be wise with who you are being vulnerable with. Guide people so they can know how to support you and create a safe space for you 
when you're feeling like you need to open up and it's hard for you. It's hard to express what you're feeling or you're afraid. Take out of your head the stupid limiting belief that being vulnerable is the same of being too needy, too weak. Stop using it to seek validation or make people feel pity about you. Especially after this episode. Because this is about opening up and allowing ourselves to see your perfect, imperfect inner reality so you can feel finally alive. Because to be alive is to be vulnerable. I love you. And I'll talk to you later. Thanks for being here.